Welcome, my friends. Thank you so very much for joining me today. Continuing this year's sweeps period, in today's episode will be part two of our continuing series called Your Personal Trainer, which is my way of sharing some workout advice with all of you without your need to pay the high fees charged by personal trainers. This series is going to be ongoing and I'm expecting it to actually run at least a couple of years, if not longer. Today, we're going to talk more about our food selections, as well as I want to introduce you to a series of exercises to start your abdominal development that you can do at home or in a gym. These exercises are geared more towards beginners. However, no matter what level workout warrior you are, there will be some info that can help you. So now I'm moving close to ending my 37th year as a personal trainer. I'm doing more and more of that on these shows as I begin to drop off actual physical clients because of everything going on in the world. And I'm going to go at least to my 40th anniversary as a personal trainer. If not, I'd love to hit 50 years, but... I don't know. I don't know who's going to want to train with somebody in their 70s unless I can really get my crap together and look really good. But I hope this series will work out well for you and you will get some good information, some motivation and inspiration, and that it will save you some money and convince some of you who have not yet dipped your toe in the pool of working out that maybe maybe this series might help you get along the way. The title of today's episode is Your Personal Trainer, Part 2. My name is Joey Hernandez. Thank you for joining me. AdamMail.com has partnered with an older gay guy show to bring you the finest in all things sexual. From personal masturbators to dick pumps to condoms and lube. AdamMail.com has an extensive inventory to meet all your sexual needs and desires. And as a listener of this show, AdamMail.com is offering you a special deal. You can get 50% off. That's 5-0% off. That's like Almost half, pretty close to half. Wait, 50% off uh, divided by two, carry the one. It is half off. Oh my God, half off. 50% off almost any one item, and that includes free U.S. shipping right to your door. Go to AdamMail.com, select your item, and then use the discount code of AOGGS, which stands for An Older Gay Guy Show. Use AOGGS at checkout to get your special savings. As an honest disclaimer, An Older Gay Guy Show does make a small commission on purchases when you use my code. AdamMail.com, my friends, has got you covered.
This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com. And one last thing, be sure to check out the new video on the Joey After Dark YouTube channel titled Mystery Box of Sex Toys, where I show you the exciting items that AdamMail.com has sent me to review. So check that out on the Joey After Dark YouTube channel. And now, my friends, without any further ado, let's talk about personal training. So, okay, my friends, to start us out today, let's talk a little bit about the assignment that I gave you at the conclusion of Your Personal Trainer Part 1. I had asked you to keep kind of a list, a diary going, of the good things you eat and the bad things you eat. So, out of the roughly 100,000 people or so that are listening to this podcast, may I see a show of hands for those of you that actually kept that list. One, two, three people out of 100,000. Well, that's a good start, right? What's the matter with you? Come on, for the people that have talked about, oh, I really need to get in shape. Oh, I wish I could lose some weight. Oh, I wish someone would help me with this because I can't afford a personal trainer. This is what you have been asking for. This is what you are looking for. For those of you who have strived so hard, and the thing is, I know that you have tried dieting and working out before. I know you have. Several times, right? We all tend to do that. We'll go in and try something. We might last a day, a week, or something like that. Then something interrupts us, and now we feel, well, screw it, I messed it up, I'm not going to go. Or it's just too difficult of a life change for you. And that's why when I work with a client, just like I'm going to be working with you folks, I do small incremental changes. I don't ask for a complete lifestyle change immediately because that's just going to be too much. You're not going to be able to stick with that. By doing it slow and progressive, that's the way that we're going to win. You may say, hey, you know what, I'm 40 pounds overweight and I just want something quick. I just want to lose this weight quickly. Well, the thing is, my friends, it did not take overnight for your weight to come on. So it's not going to take overnight to have the weight come off. It's a slow process. The good news, the really, really good news is that you will lose weight faster than you gained weight, as long as you are willing to stick with this. So when I do ask you to do something with an assignment, I'm not doing it just because I feel like messing up your life. I'm doing it so you can begin to slowly, gradually change the things in your life that you need to do. So let me talk a little bit about my food 
And then we'll see how that might compare to the assessment that you did. And if you have not done that assessment yet, just kind of keeping a little diary of the good things you eat and the bad things you eat. It's important to write it down and to own it and see it on paper. If you get up in the middle of the night and you eat a package of cookies and warm milk, you got to write that down. You got to make that part of your log and own it. And that's the way that we're going to be able to make changes. Now, let me look at my plan of food for today, just as an example. All right. I use an online application to track my food. The online application is called Lose It. I am not affiliated with them. I'm not getting any commission or sponsorship from them. It's just an app I use because it's very simple to work with. And because I want to lose two pounds per week, it is calculating currently for me to have a diet budget of 1,500 calories per day, which I think is a little high. Maybe when I get back to going to the gym six days a week on a regular basis, that 1,500 calories is going to make sense. But right now, I think it's a little high. So I try to lowball it just a little bit. So for breakfast, which I had already, I have three quarters of a cup of something called pico de gallo, which is a Mexican like a sauce. It's comprised of tomatoes and onions and jalapenos and some cilantro. And you just cook that a little bit for five to 10 minutes. I put that over a half a cup of egg beaters. And egg beaters are just egg whites with a bunch of spices in there. There's no cholesterol. There's no yolk. And then I also put both of those on top of one slice of bakery bread that has been toasted. So I put the dry toast down. I put the egg beaters on top of that. I did them as an omelet today. You can also do them as scrambled eggs. And then I put that warm, very spicy pico de gallo on top of my eggs. It was delicious. All of my breakfast comes to 230 calories. Now for lunch, what I'm planning to do is several days a week, I go to the Subway food shop. You know, they're a national, if not international chain. And I always get the same thing. I get a large veggie delight sub on Italian bread. And I tell them I don't want cheese. I don't want it toasted. I want one tablespoon of mayonnaise and one tablespoon of honey mustard put onto the bread, then load it up with every vegetable they have, every single thing, huts included. Just pile it on there. And then I take that home and I eat it. The salad stuff itself comes to 100 calories. The mayonnaise is 90 calories. The honey mustard is 65 calories. And the big jump is the big carbohydrate. The Subway bread, the Italian bread, is 400 calories. Probably a little less, but I account for it at 400. So that makes lunch 655 calories. 
For dinner, which again, I already have planned out, I'm going to have one partial chicken breast done in shake and bake spices. And I'm going to put a frozen mashed butternut squash on the side. I love to take the shake and bake chicken and dip it into the butternut squash when I eat it. Oh, it's so good. I don't know why those tastes go together so well, but they really do. And then I'm going to have one small mixed green salad with balsamic dressing. So what that comes to is for the shake and bake chicken, it's 200 calories. For the butternut squash, it's 152 calories. I'm having six ounces of that. And then my small mixed green salad with balsamic is 180 calories. That comes to 532 calories. Adding in a half of a medium banana, which is 53 calories. That's just a snack. When I add it all together, it's going to come to 1,470 calories, which is still 30 calories under what the allotment for the day was. Now, I'm going to allow my calories to go all the way up to 1,500, if not maybe even slightly above that, once I start adding in my exercises into this app because the more you exercise, the more I do the sauna and sweat and lose weight and do cardio, the more food I can eat as long as it's healthy food and I'm keeping reduced fat, reduced carbohydrate, and no processed sugar. So overall, that's a good day of eating. Yes, there's a fast food sub in the middle, but it's basically all just raw vegetables piled up on top of it. It's, it's really delicious. It's very satisfying. So for those of you, and I'm joking, obviously there's more than three of you, I hope, <laughs> that it did that list. I wonder how that worked out for you. Most importantly, were you able to truly write down the negative things that you ate? the quote-unquote bad food, were you able to keep that going in your journal, writing it down, owning it, and seeing it? Because the thing is here, when I work with a client one-on-one, -on -one, okay, in person, I ask them to, at various times to keep food diaries, and they bring them in to me, and I know by looking at it, I know by how the person acts, how the person exercises, I know how much truth is in what they write down. And people lie. Now, it's one thing for them to lie to me. Hey, what are you going to do? I hope they get better as they go along. But when you're keeping your diary specifically to yourself only, you're not sharing that with anyone. It's for your eyes only. If you are not writing things down, you are trying to lie to yourself. You are trying to say that it did not exist. I'm not going to count that because I had a stressful day and it's the end of the night and I've eaten the food that I think I should eat today, but I'm still hungry. So yeah, I had six cookies and some hot chocolate, but I'm not going to write that down 
because I don't eat it on a, on a normal day. So why should I write it down? By not owning and seeing these things, by not writing them down every time you have something, you are going to lowball how badly you eat. Have you ever been to your doctor where your doctor will say, you know, okay, do you smoke? And you'll go, no, I, I don't smoke at all. Do you drink? Well, yeah, I drink on occasion, very lightly. Well, how many drinks per month would you say you have? And the natural tendency is to lowball it. Oh, I have like two drinks a month. When actual, actually, maybe you have like two glasses of wine every few days. When you are having trouble owning what you do, it's very easy to get a false sense of security and go, hey, I'm eating as good as I can, but I'm still not losing weight and I don't understand why that is. And it's because you honestly, honestly aren't tracking it in your food journal well enough. What you have to do is you have to be strong you have to do a little bit of self-parenting where you have to treat the part of you that gives in to sweets, that gives in to fried foods and fast food. You have to treat that aspect of yourself kind of like you are a child, you know? When you do good, when you turn down having a piece of cake that they might have at work, or you say on Friday nights, you normally get pizzas with extra cheese and pepperoni and all this crap. And now you're opting not to have that pizza. I want you to self-parent and really feel a sense of accomplishment with each of these small changes that you make in your life as we go along. It is very important that you acknowledge when you are good, that you treat yourself in some ways. Now, I used to talk about on the diet podcast, I used to talk about rewarding yourself. And the way that I feel about this is, let's say you have to lose 40 pounds. Every time you drop below a 10 and make it a 9, as in if you're 206 pounds, you lose seven pounds, that brings you to 199. A new group, the 190s. You're out of the 200s, you're in the 190s. I say reward yourself, preferably with something like clothing or something else that's a treat that isn't food. Find a way to reward yourself. Now you're at 199 when you do another 10 pounds, you move into 189. Now you're in the 180s. Again, congratulate yourself. Treat yourself. Because when you get these rewards, it is going to be easier for you to stick with it and try to get into that next category of weight so that you can get your reward. Now, I'm going to be very honest, and I'm going to tell you a truth. The bad news is 97% of people who lost significant weight regained everything within three years. 97%. The good news 
is that there are 3% that do succeed. And there's absolutely no reason, if you put your mind to it, that you cannot be part of that 3%. Be aware that 97%, I don't want to say fail, but they regain the weight. So they're unhappy three years later. If you work hard and you learn to eat differently and you choose better foods and you learn the portion sizes you're supposed to eat and you're able to get yourself away from some of the bad habits like sweets and fried and fast foods, you can belong to that 3%. And aren't you tired of dieting with different diets, trying again and again, and losing the same 10 to 15 pounds just to regain it again, and you never get all the way down to where your goal is. The thing is, you can. You can be part of that 3%. All it takes, all it takes, and I know it's asking a lot, but all it takes is your full concentration always have what you are eating as part of your plan, keeping a log of what you're eating and owning it. And over time, you will be surprised. You will generally lose one pound to one and a half pounds per week once you start really eating well. If you want to add in exercise beyond that, that's awesome. Please do. And that's going to make you lose more weight, as well as it's going to really cement a lifestyle, a better lifestyle. Because if you are working out, you're going to the gym, you're managing to get it in, even if you don't want to, plus you're eating as good as you can at that moment, you are going to be more inspired once you see the changes happening with your body from working out at the gym or at home. And that's going to fuel you even more, give you more reason to really tighten up your diet. At the beginning, everything's a mess. You haven't exercised, you're eating crap, everything's out of control. But as you get into this week after week and you begin to eat better and you're exercising, you get to a point where that's a lifestyle you do not want to give up. Because you're getting results. You're feeling better. You're feeling younger. You are feeling less pain from stupid injuries that you get just from walking. Okay, so you've done this food journal for me. Or if you have not done it, you will be doing it now. A list of all the good stuff you eat. A list of all the bad stuff you eat. The next two things I want is quite important to nutrition. The first is we want to reduce the amount of processed sugar that we eat. Sugar is in everything. Read a food label and you will be so surprised at how much sugar is in a loaf of bread, how much sugar is in tomato sauce. Everything they douse with sugar. We want to try to eliminate sugar. There is a belief in the medical community, it's, it's not widespread yet, but there is a belief in a segment of it that cancer needs sugar in order 
to survive and spread. And there's a belief that if we eliminate white processed sugar from our diets, that there's going to be a lower incidence of cancer. And if you think back to the 1950s, the 1960s, you didn't find as much cancer going on. There certainly was cancer. Don't get me wrong, there was. A lot of it from smokers. But in today's day and age, people are getting cancer for a variety of reasons, like myself. But the possibility exists that if we can eliminate white processed sugar from our diet, we will have a much better chance of fighting cancer or staving off cancer. The second thing I want to do is I want you to increase your vegetable and fruit intake. That is one of the most important things that you can do with nutrition and a diet is to get those into you. We've moved away from vegetables big time in today's world. We're doing that crappy processed stuff that you find in the middle of the supermarket aisles. If you want to eat healthy, try to shop as much as you can in the perimeter of the store. That's where the fresh produce is. That's where the dairy is. That's where meats and poultry are going to be. Shop there, not canned stuff, if you can help it. And I'm going to ask you to work on increasing your vegetable and fruit intake. And we'll talk more as we go along about how I want you to do that. The next thing is I want to begin to introduce you to a series of exercises. Now, I am not set up here in my home currently where I can film myself doing ab exercises for you to instruct you. I hope that's going to be coming back again in the next few months. Right now, I cannot do it. So I'm going to actually point you to someone's YouTube channel that I find really inspiring. I find it very easy to follow the shirtless guy that's doing all of the exercises to be adorable. And that's a big selling point, right? And he's very charismatic and can be very motivating and inspiring. And that's going to be through a YouTube channel called Barbarian Body. I'm going to put a link down in the show notes to his YouTube channel, and I'm going to start you out with just a very simple five-minute abdominal exercise routine that you will perform every other day. It's, again, quite quick, quite easy to follow, quite inspiring, and if you begin to work your abdominal muscles... Then as you diet down, your ab area will be toned. So when you finish losing your weight, you have a much better chance of looking really awesome. During my early dieting days, back when I lost 83 pounds back in the 1980s, I was not exercising at the time. I had a belly, certainly when I started my diet, And when I got all the way down into the 160s, I still had a belly. I still had the same shaped body. It was just smaller. So in order to not end up, you know, if you're a kind of a pear-shaped person, 
in order to not end up with a young pear, a little pear growing on the tree, you want to be able to tone up your muscles as you're losing the weight so when you get to the end, you have a beautiful final product. And doing this ab routine is going to give you a good start. So I'm going to finish today's show just by listing the assignment that I want you to do between now and part three that will be coming up in a few weeks. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to greatly reduce consumption of processed sugar. So start to look at food labels when you're shopping and see how many grams of sugar are in the product and also how many servings are in the package of the product. Food companies, I've talked many times about how tricky they can be. They want it to look like it's low calories, so there will be multiple servings and they will list a lower calorie count per serving, but knowing full well that the average person is not going to segment that into, say, three servings or two and a half servings. They're just going to eat the whole thing thinking, well, it says, you know, 50 calories. That's nothing. When in actuality, if it's three servings and you eat the whole thing, you're eating 150 calories. They're very tricky. You have to read the food labels, both the number of servings that are in the package and the calorie count of what it is per serving. Now, with a lot of things right now, you're not going to be able to do a lot about it. The things I listed like bread and tomato sauce and all of that right now Keep that in place. The sugar I want you to eliminate is the added sugar that you will use, say, at your table or in your coffee or in baked goods you might be making. You want to get rid of that white processed sugar. It may take time. You might have to reduce it slowly until you get to the point where it's lower. And that's fine. That's fine. Take your time doing that, but work towards reducing your white processed sugar. Number two, I want you to eat a total of five to eight servings of vegetables and fruits. And I'm going to tell you that potatoes do not count in this. And the reason I say that is everybody will do potatoes. Everybody will do French fries. Oh, French fries, it's a vegetable. That works. No, actually, no, it doesn't. So you want to eat fresh produce as much as possible. Frozen is another good option because they flash freeze things at the height of their ripeness. And as a last resort, canned. But you really stay away from canned if you possibly can. Try to get the freshest stuff you can. And you want to eat five to eight servings of fruits and vegetables per day. Now, you're going to have to look up. You're going to have to do a little legwork and look up and see, okay, I've got A, B, and C in vegetables. How do I decide what a serving is? Well, you look up each one and you see the calorie count and you decide how many meals you can separate it. And that's how you move forward. Now, some of you may be going, well, that's just too much work. I don't have time to do that. <sighs> and so this is what I will always say. 
okay, you don't have the time right now because you're so busy. You're working so much. You're taking care of the kids. Tell me something. If you are overweight and you have hypertension and maybe borderline type 2 diabetes and you continue to eat the way you have, 10 years from now, you may have a debilitating heart attack. You may have a stroke. And then how are you going to take care of your family, provide for your family when you are disabled? You can't work. Maybe you're in rehab. Maybe you're in long stays at the hospital. Is that better than trying to find a half hour, a bloody day to make sure you're eating well and, and getting a little bit of exercise in? That's the trade-off. And a lot of people don't realize that. You've got to take care of yourself now while there's still a slight, slim chance that you can reverse it. If you don't, it's going to be a downhill thing. If you have children, don't you want to be able to live to see your grandchildren? If you are a gay man and you are married, newly married to a guy, what, you want to be married five years and then you're going to die? No, you want to be married and with a life together for as long as possible. That takes some sacrificing. That takes some planning. That takes some self-parenting. You can do this. I know that you can do this. And I also want you to do the barbarian body ab exercises that I'm listing. That five-minute routine. I want you to do it every other day, continually, from now all the way until we get to part three. Okay, so I probably came across a little bit severe in this episode, a little bit demanding, but I want to finish in a different tone. I want you to understand that I have been overweight and I have been very fit. And one of the things that I'm going to start saying in every episode of the Personal Trainer series, I'm going to say this phrase, nothing tastes as good as being fit feels. And that is absolutely true. Look, I've had uncontrollable eating times when my weight has gone up and I haven't exercised. And after a little while and you start consuming the sugar and the fried foods, you just feel bleh. You just feel sick from what you're ingesting. And you don't want to go out and be seen by people. And it ends up being an escape. It ends up being a coping mechanism by overindulging. And then let me tell you, when you're fit and tight, you have low body fat, you have just such great energy, such a great mood about you. So much of eating crap leads you into depression, both because of the way you look and you don't want people to see you, as well as just those foods in your body are just bleh. It depresses you. But as you begin to eat better and you begin to move and you begin to do exercises, your mood lifts. It's the runner's high, if you will, right? The endorphins are going crazy, especially if you're doing cardiovascular work. I want you to be able to enjoy that. I want you to be able to feel that. If you've never felt that in your lifetime, oh, please, please do this so that you can at least feel that. You become the best you you can be. 
you become happier with yourself and therefore you attract happiness into your life. But you have to be strong. And in these early days, if you're just starting out dieting and exercise, there are going to be dark days when you have to drag your ass to do something. But do do it because it makes a difference even psychologically. When I had my cancer operations, they were outpatient operations, but they were rather severe, especially my tongue. So in 2005, I had to have an operation where there was a growth on the outside of my butt that was removed, and it turned out it was a squamous cell carcinoma. So they had to go back in and cut the borders more. That was a lot of pain for me to be in for a few days. If you've been listening to me on a regular basis, you know that at the end of 2019, in November, just before the pandemic hit, I had to have a quarter of my tongue cut out because I had a squamous cell carcinoma on the bottom of my tongue. My mouth swelled up so that I couldn't talk for close to two weeks. (laughs) My husband was really happy. (laughs) No, that's not true. A little true. But on both of those days when I had my butt cancer and I had my tongue cancer, when I got home, I didn't overexert myself. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't do something like that. But I had some dumbbells here in my apartment that I brought up from downstairs. And I did a little bit of weightlifting. Nothing too strenuous. It was very light because I had been under general anesthesia for both of these things. And I just didn't want those days to go by without me working towards getting my health back, working towards helping my body recover. I don't want to suggest that people do that because it's a very severe thing to do. For me, it worked out really well psychologically, I was like, yeah, yeah, if I can work out a little bit after this, when my tongue is swollen up like a balloon in my mouth, then I can do anything. It was so important to me, psychologically. I want you to be able to understand that and to feel a little bit of that. That if you're going to the gym on a regular basis and working out and you're eating well and you've lost some weight and you begin to look good and you can take your shirt off now, I want you to be able to reap the benefits of that. I want it to be so that if something occurs on a given day and you can't do the exercise you planned, that you miss it, that you wish you could have done that. Now, if you haven't exercised or you've been putting it off for years, you may think, well, there's no way I'm ever going to think that way. But let me tell you, my friends, that is not true. The more fit you end up being, the more fit you want to be and challenging yourself and experiencing new things and having the energy of a younger person Work with me on this. Do these three assignments. Reduce your white processed sugar. Eat five to eight servings of vegetables and fruits per day. And do that barbarian body workout every other day. It just takes five minutes. I will be back 
with the next section of this just as my sweeps period ends, probably towards the end of September. The next episode that you will be having from an older gay guy show, as I do continue my sweeps period, is going to be another interview, and we have the joy of the return of Sergeant Ron. And this is actually going to be a part six of his gay military life. And he has some more stories to tell us. This is going to be another little two-part thing. It'll be part six and part seven in a few more weeks. But look for part six of Sergeant Ron's gay military life to be available on Monday or Tuesday of next week as we continue our sweeps period. Meanwhile, I am Joey Hernandez. Thank you so very much for joining me today. If you are new, thank you for listening. I hope you will consider subscribing to the podcast. Also, check out the YouTube channels for both an Older Gay Guy Show YouTube channel and Joey After Dark podcast and YouTube channel. This is Joey Hernandez. I will be back in a few days. Thank you so much. The summer's ending, so let's get a nice final push of enjoying the warm weather. And then come fall, we'll be doing even more work. Until then, my friends, thank you for joining me. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.